0: You wow.
1: And welcome to November's ECW edition of Wrestling 20 Years Ago. It is I, the king of hardcore, Lacey, and my cohort for this evening.
2: I'm not even getting an introduction. I mean, I've not been here for years. People <laughs> have asked me. People
1: the quintessential scottish stud muffin
2: well if you are the king of hardcore i would like to be introduced as a quintessential stud muffin lace but I, I feel as if if i introduce myself as the quintessential stud muffin i need to back that up anybody knows who the real quintessential stud muffin is knows that it comes at a cost and that cost is the rhyme so lacy if you'll forgive me i have my own intro- i knew you were going to no sell this and i knew you were just going to oh here's the Oh, well, we've missed him Oh, he's back, he's back I've made my own introduction So, well Well, well Back by popular demand After three years At last A familiar voice returns Someone from the past Now, I know I'm starting early And I don't want to be crass But I could come so fucking hard In Don Murray's arse Now please don't let me worry you folks, I am not just here to make dick jokes, but I would just like to give pokes to Francine Fernier's egg yolks. Now it is your quintessential stud muffin, Del Drew Barrymore may never have been kissed, but you can smell her cunt on my dirty hairy fist muir how exactly 10 out of
1: 10 thank
2: you i'm still committed to this project i've not been here in three years but i am fucking i am committed to this
1: it was one of those because i was I was having a swig of beverage whilst you were going i did nearly choke on it
2: i am glad that that you never guide purely at my behest like.
1: but fuck me dude it has been such a long time i've still got it you you are still still there still with with the dirtier mouth than i that you know it is
2: it is known for anybody to keep count i'm probably the only person that can swear in a show more than you like so i mean that'll be a nice we, that'll be a nice wee tally to add up at the end of the show for anybody that's interested who swore them off me or you
1: I was going to say, you know, I, I'm the reason the explicit tag is here for, for now. But back in the day, the when they put complete. us two together. Yeah. So, for for old school fans, back in the day, our first journey together was a wonderful AAA show, which I still say holds up to this day.
2: Good show, man. Good show, especially, the kind sudden of what we watched a kind of year or 18 months after that. That was, what, 94? Yeah, with the stuff that we were subjected to in 95, particularly, it holds up even greater, I would say, and how good that show was. I don't think we appreciated at the time how good it was, but we certainly do now. And the, one of the main
1: reasons I have brought you back onto ECW, and more importantly, for November to Remember, is that it. my first, say my very first ECW November to Remember show was with your good self. It was i felt it was time to bring it back it, bring, bring it back round it could it could be one of the last place it, it, well, i know it, it it pains me to say as we will go on in the news it's it's not looking good for the land of extreme
2: <laughs> it's not looking good place but but i am the beacon of positivity and i always will i may swear i may be dirty but I will be, not just not just positive, but HIV
3: positive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will be. And um, we need to start off with some big news, Lace, because it it pains me to say, uh, the, the the news hasn't been brilliant in the last few months. There's a lot of doom and gloom going about Philly at the minute. But but one of the rumors this month is is somebody could be arriving. And as the month's TV goes on, they actually start plugging it on hardcore TV the arrival potentially of Scott Hall in ECW
1: that's right the outsider is inside ECW he did make his debut at a uh tv ta- or non tv taping in new york new york um where it is believed that thanks to just incredible he is the one that has brokered this deal for him to be there. PJ, um, PJ, PJ. PJ. <laughs> um, obviously, in the last couple of weeks of TV, they pumped the shit out of go to the website to see the pictures of him being on. Obviously, we don't see it on telly, so I'm not sure the the legal ins and outs on whether he's there or WCW deals and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the rumor is that Paul Lee has said he is more than welcome to stay around till next month's pay-per-view. Haller's only request was that he doesn't get treated like a jabroni and that he can work with Justin. So we do know that at the shows over that weekend, he did have a match against Big Sally and a match against Justin. Um, As I said, neither
2: of them make telly.
1: But could we see the bag man at the pay-per-view next month
2: And what happened the last time That Scott Hall jumped ship, Lace He reinvigorated a dying company And brought the phoenix from the ashes Scott Hall has just saved Extreme Championship Wrestling You heard it here first
1: Our lord and saviour in the year 2000
2: Now, uh, Scott talking, Hall. talking about uh, ashes And burning And Jim Mitchell, Lace he, uh, Well, I suppose you play with fire You get burned, really
1: yes so jim mitchell aka also known as sinister minister suffered serious injuries to his hand and abdomen prior to the pay per view about 2 hours before the show went on the air he was injured whilst playing around with a flame throwing device which exploded in his hand it's one of those of you just couldn't
2: you couldn't make this shit up i mean i'm always playing with it and it, it just blows off in my face i mean it's just there's nothing worse
1: <laughs> so he obviously went to a nearby hospital um, and a day or so later he did do a phone interview saying that he'd been in the back playing with Mikey, playing with the flamethrower device which he'd done a thousand times and he was blowing fireballs over Mikey's head to rib him. (laughs) Because, yeah, that that seems reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) He rolled up a charge and started packing it inside the device with a toothbrush, pushed down on it And out of nowhere, it went a big bang, like a gun, and it went off in his hand. Um, Basically, the injuries are shrapnel to his left hand, uh, damage to his palm, several places of his finger, and it has blown off his index finger from the knuckle. Christ if you ever have that reason of don't play with fire and don't try and do silly things key example only in ecw
2: Is that that wesney had off issues at the minute i mean it's a he's one of the oldest on the show he should he should know better
1: you'd think so you would think that someone of of his, he's been about for fucking years he's old enough that yeah here's a fun idea, I've got this flamethrower that I'm going to just shoot fireballs over Mikey's head just for shits and giggles in the
2: back, just to kill some time I just, I don't know but um, I, other than the the usual kind of ongoing kind of dramas with the company, whether it's coming, whether it's going the TV's went, It's the TV coming back that's, that's pretty much us for for news, but I mean, it certainly had a mess with Mitchell blowing his finger off, and then Scott Hall coming in. It certainly had a mess. I would say less.
1: Yeah, the other thing I did just want to mention is in the on coming and goings of TV deals. Still no news on a TV deal. Paul Lee has spent most weekends this month in LA talking to TV companies, but yet nothing coming out. But worrying signs are no advertised shows from january mm-hmm. um after the pay-per-view show in new york at the beginning of the month and some people still waiting for their
2: paychecks mm, that's not a good sign is it um i mean i'm i'm still hopeful because i mean the even just i mean i've obviously been away for us for a couple of years nearly so i mean the last shows that i was watching regularly I felt it was like late 97 looking Kind of just the observers and the sheets and that for this year Just to kind of try and get a grasp of what's been happening Some of the numbers that's coming in, like, live attendance-wise Is mental compared to where they were, like, a couple of years ago They're getting regularly thousands of people coming through the door Yeah, But obviously there's only so much you can do with live gates, aren't there? You need kind of distribution, especially these days With the amount of stuff that's going on in New York and Atlanta I mean, like, TV ratings, they need to be on TV to get four into wave events what i mean but we can only hope
1: it's the thing they was like obviously the last sort of year and a half obviously they've expanded massively you know yeah. they, they've gone out to la they've done shows in canada they've sort of gone out of just being in the northwest they've done georgia they've done uh boston they've done milwaukee you know they, they've spread out across the country and as you say the the gate numbers are always fucking huge, you know they're not they're not taking the piss they're not trying to fill out fucking ba- basketball stadiums, but they're still doing four or five thousand in these
2: in these towns. Exactly, and I mean even some of the stuff that I was seeing like last like Canada, Canada. I mean technically that's an international tour, yeah, and the foreign countries are filling out gates of like three, four, five thousand. I mean it's it's just sad to see the 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 kind of impact that T V can have. I mean, people say that ah, our ratings are on the Everton or it's how many how many bucks you can get in seats and I mean clearly there is a, a fair a fair amount of a weight put on T V and as I say, it's just a shame to see this company that's done so well for I was last kind of regular here and like us seeing the, the numbers they're getting, the attendances they're getting, the the turnaround that they've had in, in talent and still been able to put on shows regular. It's just a shame how they're how they're kind of turning it but I say we can only we can only hope for better things come the come the start of the new year but dare I say we may be setting ourselves up for a fall on that one.
1: Yeah it, it's one of those of like, uh, reports that did come out was RVD hasn't been paid for all of yeah. um, October and he's owed 20 grand you know mm. it's like if you and think yes, yes RVD is probably going to be the highest earner there but if he's owed twenty grand, yeah. What's, what's Sandman but- owed? What's Carino owed? What's Crest- Credible on? You know, have they promised too much on the backside? Because the thing is, with like the pay per view deals, obviously they only get fifty percent of their pay per view money back. Yeah, so obviously the other half goes to the
2: distributors and stuff. And you've obviously got the outlay to start with, so you're kind of at a loss before you even start. And then by the time money comes in, they take their cut, it. and obviously they're going to be the last ones to lose it. So it's going to be it's going to be pulling the talent that's the, the last ones to get paid. And it doesn't seem as if the the uh, acorns are falling quite down from the top of that tree. But, no, um, but it's I mean,
1: one of those, if, if there was ever a point that a nice uh, Uncle Benny Cash in
2: hand, sort of. There you go. Just, just keep going. Oh, a nice retail <laughs> investment would be lovely, but there might be only so many times that you can. Uh, Where's that with the boy that cried wolf and only so many times you can kind of get away with? It. Uh, True, but now nah, hopefully, man, I'm I'm very optimistic, but I've been bumped with that before, so I'll I'll keep smiling. But the smile's getting a bit harder to paint on me. But we can be hopeful. We can be hopeful.
1: So. We will go into the pay-per-view as it was right at the beginning of the month. And before we run through any of the pay-per-view, I'm just going to play you the first eight minutes because we have promos from Lynn, Credible, Karina and Justin. Um, basically just all going on about their pay- the main event, Double Jeopardy match. And a wonderful section from Joel, which everyone has to hear and you'll hear that now. When I won
0: this belt at Anarchy Rules, I made a promise to be a fighting champion. And God damn it, that's what I've done. And tonight, this belt's not just in jeopardy, it's in double jeopardy. And just incredible, if I have to walk through you, that's just fine. Because I did it at Anarchy Rules, and I'll do it again. Steve Carino, Sandman, If I have to walk through you two, that's just fine. Because if I have to, I'll walk through every single person in this locker room tonight, in one night, all at the same time, whatever it takes, because I am the ECW heavyweight champion of the world.
4: All the hype, all the publicity, the legacy, of the
0: November to remember. First time ever double jeopardy match. And the ECW World
5: Heavyweight title is coming home to me!
4: The ECW Heavyweight title is coming home to Justin Credible because he has the greatest motivation. This is his motivation. And he doesn't get this. Until he gets that belt back around his waist Mm. And when he gets that belt back around his waist He's gonna have a whole new meaning To home, sweet home
5: Three-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion I am the Sandman The King of Extreme The Hardcore Icon And tonight, I make it the fourth Because I'm politically incorrect
3: I'm damn proud of it
5: again.
0: Steve, let's just do the promo. Jack, oh, I hate women. Steve, stay focused. Let's just do the promo. All right. You know your part? My part? Yeah. My part's this. High spot. That's my part. And you do it so well.
6: All right, ready? In three, two, one. Tonight, Steve Carino's gonna be the ECW. Steve, 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 I'm This is I wore
4: it. took me a little longer than usual, but I'm sorry. It's so pretty, do which is for you, because going to be really special tonight when you win the belt, so yes. I look pretty in the pictures. Remember that,
6: Dawn. It's when I win the belt. Yeah. Because, Sandman, I'm going to go through you, and the winner of Justin versus Jerry better be ready, because I'm determined to become the ECW World Heavyweight Champion and put my name in the history books of all the great champions that there's ever been. Tonight, I will not only be the king of old school, I'll be the king of the new era, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be the leader of the extreme. Tonight is Steve Carino's night to become the ECW World Heavyweight Champion.
3: That was perfect, thank you Steve. Mm -hmm. Is that all right with you, Dawn?
4: It was perfect, it was very, very good. And you know what, tonight, after you win everything, it's gonna be wonderful. (sighs) What the fuck?
3: Don't worry about him, what about me and you? Yeah, right. Hi, Smart. Hi, Smart!
0: Chicago Illinois 100% man so ditch your boy I spread nothing but jubilation and joy because I inspect
6: a fact, out of shape, wannabe wrestler, spewing off profanity-laden poems all the time, maybe then they'd mention my name.
0: hostility is coming from I put you over on TV all the time I don't have a problem with you in fact I think your gimmicks great I like everything you do I think you're very entertaining I like everything you do straight down to your ring name which unfortunately I can't remember right now since you're just some undercard jamoke
1: So, obviously, opening up with some strong promos to start with explaining to us why everyone in the main event wants the world title, and uh, Simon Diamond interrupting Joel and uh, getting it back. Obviously, he is attacked during that section, um, as you would have heard, obviously, by Simon attacking Joel when Swinger comes out coming out of the chair that is until mr ecw tommy dreamer makes the save with some trio by drop kicks cw hits a spine to tommy York and joey matthews which goes into our opening contest but before we go into the opening match thoughts on how this show opened el
2: i made the point deliberately trying not to watch too much before this i was a bit worried coming in that i'm not gonna know anybody on this show am i am a and as soon as um Diamond and Swinger came out, I said, ah, this is this is pretty much right. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not gonna know anybody here. But um production-wise, it's obviously went up since I was last here. The crowds have went up. The promo starting I thought was a pretty decent way to get in there, because that was always ECW's never been about the gloss, it's never been about the production, it's never been about the kind of even the bell-to-bell. In a way it's kind of been about what they did different and getting the promos at the start was decent. Um I've got some reservations particularly about the champion. I don't know much about Jerry Lynn, but um I don't know whether promos is his he's strong suit. But um but I I mean it was it was a decent enough start, man. It was a bit you kinda you kinda struggle following ECW to an extent when if you're watching this as a live pay-per-view. It's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino film, where this is kind of at like the middle, and then in hardcore TV, you you see the actual start after you've seen the middle, and then it comes together. It's kind of weird to follow it, which was kind of strange getting back into but but um, seeing it at the start, kind of getting later on the the month with the TV when you see how the show started, legit before the cameras rolled. I'm I'm pretty excited, man. I'm pretty excited. I, I'm very unsure about some of the names, as I've said, but I'm I'm pretty optimistic for the show.
1: Oh, yeah because I, I would imagine obviously if you dropped out in 97 and haven't obviously followed it as as religiously you would have missed the whole of 98's rvd lynn pretty much tearing like, up anyway, tearing up
2: everything don't know what like, the simon diamond and johnny swinger i'd let that i never heard of before this and there's probably another dozen of them coming up in this show and i'm really sorry for the, the lesson that has been religious and has done the job and has actually been good fans this is just going to basically be lacy telling me who people are i apologize for that but hopefully i'll do it with some reasonably mediocre jokes
1: the, so the thing is actually it's quite good to have someone's outside opinion because obviously normally it's me and yali we've lived this shit for the last few years. Obviously, Simon and his "I've got a problem" skin, yeah, you know, that he does all the time. <laughs> as someone that's never seen it before, does it does it get over? Because obviously, we've seen it a lot, and we know we sort of know what he's going to do. You know, we know the beats that he's always going to hit.
2: I but don't. Someone... Know. I don't know. Um, I was made distracted with CW Anderson to start with because I'm. It took me a while to get the gimmick. C.W. Anderson. Oh, his name's Anderson. Oh, they're calling him the Enforcer. Oh, he's doing that. That throat. Oh, he's doing a power. He's doing a power slam. He's doing a. Oh, that kind of distracted me, and I really like the look of York and Matthews, but um, Diamond. On this show, I would say no, but as the month goes on and we watch hardcore TV, as we'll come on in the tele reviews later, um, it makes a bit more sense when you know that's that's who he is and that's what his story is so it does kind of work but as a one-off I'm um, um, undecided is probably the nicest way to put it So we will
1: go into the opening of actual contest which is York and Matthews versus Simon and Swinger. Start of the match starts as a brawl because obviously in ECW legacy a match has to just start out of nowhere um, York and Matthews hit double bombs and suicide dives A double toe prop suplex and a splash senton and a Russian leg sweep. Swinger in with a neck snap onto York and then Simon hits rolling suplexes that get a two. A double heel trip. York then hits a net breaker and a low blow and Matthews with a hot tag. Hits springboard back elbows and a front suplex. Simon and Swinger hit the double inverted DDT onto a chair that gets a two. York hits top rope. Hercum Rana, CWM with the Anderson Spinebuster, Simon and Swinger hit the Problem Solver and get the win. Post match, all the heels attack. That is until Cash comes out to make the save. Obviously, you have no investment in any of the the guys in it because <laughs> well, of, of said. But what did you think of this as a as an opener and start for, of a show?
2: For four folk, I don't know. And as you said with zero investment other than the three letters of the company it was actually pretty decent it was kind of like um wcw kind of over the last maybe about mid 95 six onwards they kind of start shows with cruiserweights because it gets the crowd going years ago you would see the same in new york where like the midnight rockers coming out and let's like, start the show or let like, something kind of fast-paced and i thought this was pretty decent i'd literally never heard the end of and I'm not even entirely sure of the two in it that I like. The two of them that had the matching tights, I want to say... Matt, York and Matthews. Matthews. I like the look of them. They could easily kind of go into, like, see what you're seeing in WWF at the minute with, like, Hardy brothers and Christian and Edge. Mm. But that kind of stuff, Well, like the younger guys, they're, they're kind of matched. You can tell that they've worked together, they've got gimmicks that go together, they look like a tag team, which is important. Um, You can see them kind of getting into that kind of style. And it's nice to see them still doing something pretty innovative here because that's what this company was always about. And that's why we always done that show laces. We like kind of seeing a company that's that's never going to be the biggest in the world, but. They know what they're doing and they can start it off pretty well and i thought this was a decent a decent attempt at that for you start kind of fast in and out. it was nothing the whole spectacular but it didn't drag on into- Thought it was decent and can i sit on the on the start where it's like the the promo getting cut off the brawl the fight it then goes for into match one any match two it's all pretty much it's like cutting and shot and you don't really get a chance to breathe in it but Considering that I thought it was pretty good, man. I enjoyed that.
1: It. It's it's one of those obviously with it, it where it goes back to back to pretty much the beginning of as soon as it was extreme from the day it turned from eastern to extreme. Matches would bleed into each other. Something would happen at the end of a match, which would then go into the next match. Uh, it's it's pretty much a staple, and you know it's one of those things. As thank fuck it's still here because it it makes shows. Continue. It make it sort of keeps you keeps you engaged in everything. Obviously, it doesn't give you that time to just go, oh, um, oh that match finished. Do I want to go and get a snack? No, because the next match is already going. You know it's it's the one thing that ECW do so much better than every other company because obviously the Fed, WCW. You get the end of a match. You'll go backstage to a promo or a video hyping up the next match. You know, they lead into it, whereas. ECW, fuck that, the first sort of hour of a show,
2: just, just non stop. <laughs> and there's nothing worse, man. You don't want to get, you never want to get into a cycle where the fans feel it's predictable. And that's one thing that, despite all their faults, and fuck me, there's plenty of faults to pick in Philadelphia. It's one thing that you can't level at them is they don't spoon feed you. You don't kind of, it's not a match, mean gene, a match, mean gene, a match, mean gene. You know what I mean? It's maybe a bit hard. It is a desired, it's an acquired taste to get into. But once you get into it, it is good, man. And and as I say, getting a a match to start when you haven't seen a promotion for a couple of years and you literally don't know anybody's name that's in it's pretty fair to them. So, as we mentioned, the next
1: match started straight away with Kid Cash going against C.W. Anderson. Cash attacks CW and uses a ref-launch springboard splash onto everyone that was still on the floor from the previous match. Spinning head scissors, arm drags and drop kicks to CW. That is until he hits a stiff lariat. Cash with the the over-the-top rope and runner to the floor. They brawl outside and Cash hits a leg lariat into the crowd. Back in, CW hits a T-bone swinging arm DDT back outside, ramming cash's shoulder into the post and smashing it with a chair and then back in with a shoulder breaker. Another arm bar and chops. So working on the arm, like a good old fashioned NWA wrestler. Woo! Cash hits a whisper in the wind that gets a two. CW with a big fuck off left that gets a two. A TKO, which he drops onto the arm which is just... I I just love the detail of that. He's working on the arm. He does a a modified version of the TKO to land on the arm. Wrestling! Wrestling! Exactly. That gets a two. Cash hits a rolling suit, Sunset Flip that gets a two. They both hit double lariats. Cash manages to come to first and gets a two count. We get a slap fight. Cash hits a double springboard Hurricane Rana that hits a two. CW crotches him and then hits a beautiful stalling superplex for a two. CW with the Anderson Spinebuster gets a two. Cash hits a spinning DDT quickly and hits the win. Oh my god, I love this match. There was fucking psychology to it. It was NWA genius at times. Added on modern high-flying flip-de-doos. I, fu- I, I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, I, I love fucking CW Anderson. You know, he, he gets it. He, he gets what he is. He knows it so well. And Kid Cash, yes, you know, everyone gets it now. He's trying to. He's like Kid Rock of wrestling. But he's so fucking talented. Obviously, these two you would have never have seen. But Del, what were you
2: thinking? I have a confession to make less i watched this show twice because um the the young pretender to my throwing mr jolly was um bragging last month how he doesn't make notes i'm like i could fucking do that i couldn't do that Les. i had to watch it twice <laughs> the second thing but the first time that i watched it i could not fucking stand cw anderson that first match. I'm like, who's this cunt, Oh, he's a bit fat. Oh, he's a bit bald. Oh, he's Connie Cell Anderson. He's Connie Selby the Enforcer. Oh, he's doing a spine buster. Who is this cunt? See, the second time I watched it, and I noticed that TKO it was modified to land on the arm. I'm like, oh. And then the standing vet. Have you ever seen a delayed standing vertical suplex from the ropes place? Like,
1: I, I have never is-
2: seen it. Who is this boy? And I'm like, no, fair play. And then you see Kid Cash, because the first time I was like, this Kid Cash boy is really, really good. And he's got so much potential. But that's Anderson's boy, just slowing him down. But see the second thing, you kind of appreciate the clashy styles, where it's like, Anderson's kind of slow, he's methodical, he's working body parts, he has like 80s NWA. And then you've got like Kid Cash, where it's almost like seeing, Mind the first time you've seen Sabu, and like maybe 95 or 96 or whenever you started watching and you seen Sabu, it was like, who's this boy? It's kind of similar with Kid Cash. I mean, I don't like to put too much hype on him. But, um, but that that was the kind of feeling that I had with that boy for you're seeing things that you've never really seen before. And then when you mix that in, well, it's somebody that's kind of almost cemented in the like 80s like heritage. We call yourself an Anderson and try to live up to that that milestone of having that around your neck and actually delivering on it. I thought this was really, really good.
1: It, it reminded me so much of there was a TV match on a uh, I believe it was still at the time it was still NWA, it was before it turned to WCW of Arn versus Ricky Morton. Oh. And obviously Morton ain't shit on cash for Flippy dudes dos and high-flying but that level of on working him down using rest holds and Ricky being quick drop kicks cross bodies you know as what, what were their high spots back in the 80s it it reminded me of fundamental great 80s tv wrestling and as we all know given that to me i i will take that when it's done this well
2: and i'm not trying to be funny at least but look at uh, as much as i love arn anderson and he actually is in my top at least five if not three wrestlers ever right arn anderson is fat arn anderson is old arn anderson even in the 80s was never the pinnacle of athleticism but what did he do He he invested and he could get a crowd going and he was passionate and he had psychology and he could work apart and he could do it. And Ricky Morton, kind of similar really, he was never an amazing athlete and he was always getting a bit kind of old in the tooth, especially when we are younger. The the time that we got to see Ricky Morton, he's in his 40s, if not his 50s. And and it's hard to kind of imagine these two in the print, but, but it is similar to that kind of style where you've got the old horse that's kind of, methodical and what they're doing and everything's done with thought and no reactions. actions and then you've got the young upstart kind of trying to battle against them with guts and will and high flying and speed and help me help me and it's it's just nice to see it in this day and age where it's not even the 90s anymore we're in the 21st century now and we're still seeing this and it goes back to like what works and re- i mean you can change all you like and i mean look at particularly WCW in the last kind of six, nine months where certain New Yorkers went in there. Mm. change as much as you like. A wheel's still fucking round and it works when you roll it. You know what I mean? You can try and make it hexagonal all you like, but some things just work.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things me and Yali said last, last month was when you do storytelling, you do it right. You know, you get people invested in your baby faces and hating your heels it ain't hard. It's been the same since the fucking 1920s. Good, good versus evil is fucking simple.
2: I had that It works.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those of, as you say, the wheels fucking round. Good versus evil works. It's not hard. <laughs> but yes, as I said. Good to know that someone who hasn't seen either of these guys absolutely is enjoying them too.
2: Nah, definitely works.
1: So we go into our next match, which is Danny Doring and Roadkill going against Hot Commodity. Uh, it starts with a three-on-two brawl as De Niro and Easy all jump in with Chris Hamrick. They attack Roadkill and hit a triple drop kick. Spike comes out, beats on all three. Denero hits the STO on Spike and then a dive to the floor. One from Easy and then one from Spike. Roadkill, ten hits a splash of his own, onto Hammerick, followed by a Vader bomb style elbow. Power slam to Easy, Doring in with a top rope leg drop. The triple Lancaster Larry of Lust. Easy hits the money clip that gets a two, and a bankroll for a two. And then they triple-team on Doring. De Niro hits a beautiful Argentine backbreaker. Hamrick in with a guillotine leg drop. Doring with a G-spot sweep. Tag to Roadkill, who comes in, cleans house with bomb burners, dirt road slams, and hammers Hamrick with a chair. Spike then hits a hot tag, gets the chair to the knee. Hot Commodity... Go for a doomsday device, but it's missed. As Spike hits a roll-up, the goes for the acid drop, but it's blocked into a power bomb. Roadkill hits the double springboard clothesline, doring with a bareback to Electra. Spike then hits the assisted cutter on Hamrick for the win. What started as a three-on-two tag match quite quickly turned into a six-man tag. Another fun, joyous little. Start match to the pay-per-view thought I, I loved Doringham Roadkill um, not sure if they were about when you were watching but one guy that would have been well, Spike that was
2: LSD I know somebody like. somebody turned up that I know who they <laughs> are
1: and the thing is he's obviously been off for the past pretty much six months with a broken leg it's good to see him back in getting the uh, Getting into me and bring and hitting a beautiful assisted stunner for the end. So what were your thoughts on this lot, other than obviously that hot commodity are just the carniest
2: spark? I, I really did not have high hopes for this. I t- see when they all started coming out. I don't even you, you'll probably know who I'm talking about just from my description. I kinda got to the point where I'm like, right. I've had the first match where there's folk at ringside. It's went into a brawl. It's went into a tag match. Now I've went for a fucking tag match. They're a six man tag. And I've known two people, and one of them has been a referee. It wasn't a look. I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even starting to try and learn names here, right? The first one that came out, oh, Buff Bagwell's here. I don't know who that was, but I just thought it was Buff Bagwell. That's easy money. Right. Then fucking Junk KJF Jarrett comes out. I'm like, who's this cunt? I want to say Ham Rick. Yeah I'm like Fucking triple J junkie, Fucking junkie Jeff Jarrett And then The big boy That's the one That you two liked That I've heard you was Talking about That roadkill boy And I'm like Well he's fat And he looks Amish I'm not holding it Too much hope for him But When it's going to get started It wasn't that bad I seen LSD Coming out And I'm like Well at least I know Somebody now And uh the, the thing that, that made it is as soon as Spike get in, I don't know whether this was planned or not, but Hamrick goes for Spike, Spike sidesteps him, Hamrick goes straight through the ropes, lands on his arse on the concrete <laughs> from about four feet up. So obviously he fell out the ring onto the ground, lands on his tailbone. And I'm like, fair play, man, they're trying. And they, it kind of got a bit better for their big roadkill, but he's no fear to bump that boy for the size of him he can take a bumper to and he gets up high for some of them it actually turned out no bad spike is still i would make an argument spike dudley is possibly the greatest ragdoll i've seen in wrestling it's like the first time that i have ever seen what's his name that fell in wwf china yeah. the first time that i've seen him with Marlena on the outside, mind I think I can't imagine what show it was, but maybe ninety six or something. And yeah. she dolls Terry Ronalds. That's kinda like what Spike Dudley does night in and night out, where he just gets launched. He's like an empty tracksuit, man. He just gets fucking launched everywhere. And he's so good at it. And the crowd love roadkill. It's what kind of makes it easier for you to love roadkill. And um I wouldn't say it was brilliant, it was decent, no better, no worse, but again, it it's strange enough it kind of worked, because when you say hot commodities, like the car next to the cat, it is, man, it's like going to the fucking shows, these are the cunts that you see spinning waltzers and fucking knocking darts out of the dartboard when you know that you've hurt a hunter, but they say that you haven't, and you just want to win the cuddly toy, but you end up walking away with a fucking goldfish. These are the cunts that dare, you know what I mean? And you just know that that's what they're doing Monday to Thursday before they turn up to wrestle on a Friday night. But it worked, man. It worked. And it all started for a bum bump, which there isn't enough bum bumps in the world.
1: And, you know, we got a obligatory TNA with Electra.
2: That's, that's always an added bonus. I mean, if if you're struggling to get me invested in something, bring out our arse, and uh, you're, you're, you're halfway there.
1: Interesting fact, you may have seen her elsewhere. She was on the Sopranos as a stripper. Alright. did they
2: know that? Didn't they know that? So yeah, that that's her claim to fame. <laughs> I mean there is there is another lady that we'll discuss later in the later in the show that I may have seen before, but that maybe tells you more about my extracurricular activities. <laughs> so Bo- spoiler alert for <laughs>
1: So next we have a rhino promo, which I'm going to play you just because it was fucking funny as fuck, which you'll hear now.
5: My whole life, I brawled on the streets of Detroit. I hate brawling. New Jack, you want to get in my face? New Jack, you want to come after me? Oh, New Jack, I'm going to show you how I can fight. I'm going to show you how exactly I fight. And you know what? You'll realize, just like every single person in ECW, you'll realize the only way you can beat me is to wrestle me. And you know what? Your chances are very slim. Very fucking slim! That's the only chance you have to wrestle me. New Jack, I'm done brawling. I'm going to make you an example of what I can do and what I've done on the streets of Detroit. New Jack, I'm going to take your face, rip it off. I'm going to shove it down your throat. You're going to have to shit your own face out. You're going to have to shit your face out next time you sit on the toilet. And you know what, New Jack? You, you are my example. And then you'll see why I am the ECW World Television Champion. Why? People, their only chance is to wrestle me. And they won't win they won't win why because i'm
1: the ecw world television champion Rhino. so rhino telling new jack that he's going to out his own face
2: it's not saying much least but it was easily the best promo yet and i mean i don't think i don't think i remember this rhino fella i don't think i've seen him
1: yeah, he's but only been about for a, just over a year
2: is it a, a, a witness? You know, him? He looks like a star. He's a big bit of a boy, but um, I can't even. I don't know whether it was on the show or if it was maybe in some of the later TVs. Style says he's twenty-five year old. That oh, yeah. boy. That's fucking scary, man. Won't even get to that size at twenty-five, but to look like that much here. I mean, I, I'm not talking. He looks like a star in a kind of uh, 1988. Sting kind of way, or like a 90 or no, 06, but maybe 97-ish Rocky Maivia. He's not that kind of star where it's like you can see him, you just like you see them smile on the TV, and you just see the wee glint in their eye and the tooth shine. And that I mean, he's a star, but in a different kind of way. Um, but I give me if you could take my money just to see like a Rhino you know, Goldberg match or something like that, Elk, where it's just like a eight big 80s big horse main event yeah you know rhino Rhinos get that and i all day long i think
1: it's the thing i, I do i do think like if rhino had been about 15 years earlier he would have oh, definitely man. been a fed
2: hogan opponent he'd rip it up man he'd be up there about like zeus and that kind of that kind of thing
1: yeah he yeah he is just so good or even
2: but, five years ago, man, he could have been everything that Adam Bomb promised to be and did. Yes. Imagine Rhino with Harvey Whipple, man, man, it could have been a different world. Fuck your oh. attitude. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> oh, the beauty it could have been.
2: Downtown Bruno and Rhino, that's your fucking money, match.
1: <laughs> Just destroying people for shits and giggles.
2: Fucking earthquake when they squashed him at fucking many ten, tell you that.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, with a fucking shatty said, and Rhino with a shot out his face.
1: <laughs> so, next we have a loser leaves ECW match between Chris Che and Nova. One of these guys you would have definitely seen.
2: <laughs> I do believe uh, young Supernova may have made an appearance in a former guys.
1: So, we get Louis out to start calling out the fans.
2: Louis... Nova- Heath, what is it, Lace?
1: He is Louie Dangerously
2: Oh my Christ, the first time I've seen this
1: Who, if you Can cast your mind back Was Sign Guy Dudley
2: Fuck off, Sign Yep I genuinely never even Thought of that, that shows how Invested I was in Louie Dangerously I clearly could not even see past the Strength of that gimmick to recognise that <laughs>
1: So yeah, so another one of the ones that was about from back in the day.
2: <laughs> and I've up to like three or four folk that I've known there.
1: <laughs> so Nova in quick with punches, a jawbreaker, and a drop kick. Backdrop to the floor, but he misses the follow-up splash. Chetty full pelt into the railings head first. Looked fucking disgusting. Back in, Nova hits a crucifix and a chicken wing. Chetty with a super kick and punches. Nova whips Chetty into a chair. Louie comes in with a low blow. Che with a scissor kick onto the chair. Diving chair shot. Clothesline and a sidekick for a two. Stalling suplex gets a two and then a backslide. Nova then gets a two. Chetty revert, hits a reverse DDT for a two. Nova with sidekick and punches. Chetty hits a stiff chair shot. Nova then manages to with some punches and an insiguri and a underhook rocker dropper that gets a two. A baseball slide into Louis and a small package for a two. We get the rolling pins. Then Nova hits a triple power driver. Louis with the phone to Nova that gets Chetty a two. Then Nova up top hits a beautiful kryptonite Crunch that gets the win this for the feud that was going on obviously because you wouldn't have known a bit at the point these two were a tag team murder in a the year they got to the tag team title tournament final uh during that and chetty walked out on nova and they've had a little blood flu- feud since this just seemed okay but there, w- there was a lot of times when they were just waiting for spots and it was just clunky um, wow. It, it didn't have the piss and vinegar that you want in a loser leaves mega rivalry match. It was very, it was still, it was good, and the shit they hit was impressive. But there was too many times that they, they were just waiting for the next, the next thing they were doing.
2: I'm kind of happy though that you did say that there is a few, because that was the first thing that kind of got. To, I'm very much a stickler for traditionless. Um it, it, it kind of got to me that this was a loser leaves town and I'm like well one, I don't even know who Chris Shetty is and uh, the fact that Nova's there and obviously the last time I seen him it was the BWO and I went like, well now he's on his own I don't know who Chris Shetty is and the loser leaves this wants to have been a big feud the fact that you said it was a tag team they've been feuding the crowd did seem into it which does help but, um, but there wasn't a lot to, to grab or keep your attention about this um the the Lou E dangerously hanging really was a struggle for me um that kind of really distracted me but um I for a loser leaves and it's like what third match in the card it's no overly promising but um but I mean it was all right but it, it's it, it's disappointing so far for what we've seen in the first couple and then into asked for it's a loser leaves town. It's a meant to be the big climax, their blood feud. I was pretty disappointed, but um, the the worst bit for me, as you said, but it looked a bit clunky and a bit cooperative. The bit on the top rope, man, it was fucking kayfabe shattering. One like yeah. that, rope, and I like, kind of trying to, no, no, you just you just stand over there, and I'll I'll turn around, right, one, two, three. It was like, oh no, boys, come on, we're on pay per view here, and uh, aye, that was um. And then that kind of led into the, the three pile drivers and a phone shot, and they're still a kick out. And I'm like, come on. But um, but no, it was all right, man. I'm not going to – I'm maybe being naive here, but I don't like shitting on shit. So if you can't say anything nice, then don't don't say anything. But um, if, are you a big fan of KFC, Lacey? I know I that's know. as if it's going to be like a big fucking promo spot, <laughs> but actually not I, I like KFC, right, but I struggle to eat a lot of it, because see, like, the, some of the spicier stuff that they do? I've got quite a bland palate, and I can't eat a lot of KFC because it gives me ring sting the next day, and that was what I called over And this, because see that that get-up, mate? He looked like a shit sting and this, and I'm like, ring sting's better than shit sting, and it was really <laughs> distracting, because he did just look like, see how you used to get maybe came back about five, six years ago. Now, see when, see when, like, the false steroid trial and the 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 Patterson sex stuff, and that was happening in WWF, and the, there wasn't a lot of, like, the big guys staying, and then you used to get the tribute shows out here, where, like, the Legion of Doom were always on it, and it looked as if he would be the Sting. That yeah. Was the shows and you would see them at, like, fucking botlands. Or you would see them if you went to like fucking Brighton for the weekend.
1: So we'd would, have it down here. We'd have it down uh, here at the uh, cattle market.
2: Aye, yeah, you would have it at the cattle market down there. He would be sting, and I would see if I was seeing him at Pontons, I wouldn't mind, but this is fucking pay-per-view, man. Cunt's we're paying like twenty bucks to watch this. I don't want to see Ring Sting when I'm paying twenty bucks. But that was my thought. That was that. That kind of then distracted me a wee bit when I was watching this, but. <laughs>
1: So, we follow that with New Jack. My man, New Jack?
2: he's still here. He hasn't been signed up by the big Federation. What's on, Les? Like?
1: Well, after you hear the promo, you can probably tell why <laughs> no one's picked him up, which uh, you will no, hear. Uh,
2: He's not changed, has he?
1: <laughs> no, so we will play that promo and then obviously we'll be back in a moment.
3: Plano, I've been waiting on this night, nice son, for too long. Tonight is me and you you ain't got Justin in your corner tonight You ain't got nobody that you can distract me so you can run up and pull that little move Throwing me through a table. You see the last few matches we had or the last few encounters we had You drilled me and I laid there and I was in pain The problem you had is you didn't kill me And when I laid there, I started thinking how to get him back I brought out all my toys now. You're going to have to be in the ring with me tonight looking at me one-on-one. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Stephen King couldn't have dreamed up a better thing than this. You understand? This will be the night that i open you up like a doctor and gut you and eat your guts out like a buzzard. And then I'll take that little belt of yours. I don't want it to wear. I don't want it to show no fans. I don't want it for my kids to play with it. i got car problems right now. And I'm going to pawn that belt. I'm going to go down on the strip and find a hooker and give it to her for something. I'm going to take it to my boys in the hood and gamble with it. I'm going to do everything you ain't supposed to do with it because I don't care about that belt. What I care about is getting your big fat butt in the ring with me and taking my staple gun and boom. Right in the head. And boom! In the head again. And I take this and stick it in your face and rip you wide open. Then what you gonna do? Sit there and squeal like a pig. This is your night. We gonna knuckle up, boy. We gonna knuckle up. Bring your ass to me. Cause you mine.
1: So, yes. Yeah, so you have just heard there that he's, he's claiming that he's gonna gut Rhino. And he doesn't care about the belt. He just wants to hurt him. And at one point, he's holding a fucking shackle. <laughs> you know, back back in your day of of New Jack, it was the guitar, the PlayStation, the Kendo sticks. A push, the staple gun. New he, Jack Two Thousand comes wolf. with a fucking blade.
2: <laughs> he's aye. I mean, it's, we've came a long way for Eric Kulas, haven't we? Um, aye, New Jack's. I, I don't care, right? I fucking love New Jack. I don't know what it is, but just as I'm he's in a day and age when everybody's seemingly obsessed with breaking kayfabe and breaking the fourth wall and shooting, and there's, there's only one person I believe when they say they're shooting. And it's fucking Jerome Young. I don't know why he's so believable. He's, I I, I just think he's money, man. And it's still, considering I'm guessing he's been doing this same stick for like the last kind of three year that I've not been watching. Suddenly he can still do it and still be believable and still come up with ways to innovate. And I mean, there's, there's such a thing as, is it Tommy that says he's the innovator of violence? Yeah. New Jack is just, he's something else, man. And I, I can see why folk, how do you get into wrestling, you Your ma, your dad, your uncle, or somebody teaches you as a wee boy and you sit down and you watch and are like, oh, I like this, this is, this is really fun. You're never going to want to expose your kids to New Jack, right? But yeah. for folk like us that are just a bit fucking sweary and a bit different and a bit, can I wanting some a bit more extreme, New Jack is just—he's put New Jack on my telly. I'm no fucking changing the channel. <laughs> exactly. I
3: mean?
2: Whether whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is to be debated. But I just—I uh, uh, think he's money, man. Absolute money.
1: So see he—he had he did go for a, a further on his career, um, if, sort of up until earlier this year where he would go up to the balconies and dive off them. Uh, Um, through tables and stuff obviously he stopped that now after the near death (laughs) one that he had with Grimes earlier this year where I still look at that and go how the fuck did neither of them cause serious fucking injury
2: I mean luckily Big big Vic's lucky that New Jack's clearly not the type to hold a grudge though (laughs)
1: well I I would say it's uh, been noticeable that he hasn't been seen since Oh, funny that
2: not saying that, you know... Do you mean he's not just... been on TV or he's not been seen like in the shop, he's not been seen in the neighbourhood, he's not been seen anywhere above ground? <laughs>
1: well, definitely not on TV, but, you know, those justifiable
2: homicides that New Jack talks about. Funnily enough, I think there might be a large gopher in his back garden because there's a big bump in that grass that wasn't there before that fall. But these it's... are all rumours. <laughs> but you wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> I'm sure New Jack's maybe dug a hole or two in his team.
1: So we go into our next contest, which is a flaming tables tag match. Baldies versus Balls and Chili Willie. As always with these sort of matches, it brawls to start. Balls and Chili both hit a pair of spine busters. Balls with a traditional stiff chair shot. They brawl outside and into the crowd. Uh, the usual sort of crowd brawling with weapons uh, managed to get back onto the entrance ramps where Chili hits a suplex on the ramp to Angel. A massive chair shot by balls on the ramp and uh, they basically push them towards the ring Angel hits power bombs onto Chili onto chairs on the outside back in the ring Angel hits a mafia kick to balls and DeVito a drop kick they put up top, but Balls manages to hit the Super Nutcracker Suite. And then a second one just to hang out. We then see the table It is set on fire and Angel is powerbombed through it. Not much to really sort of go through on this. It is your typical
2: ECW walking brawl with added burning tables. Aye, I, I mean... Um... It, it, it might just be my childlike mind here, Leslie, but the fact that you just glossed over We're having a match here with somebody called Balls and somebody called Willie. <laughs> is this, are you just used to this now? Is this just like, no, <laughs> oh, it's just a standard fair deal. We got this, everyone, mate. I'm like, well, much. It's legit. It's like on the level. <laughs> yes. Like, it took me like five minutes just to get over the fact that nobody was reacting to this. And I'm like, well, is it just me? My fucking, am I, you kind of feel like Jack Nicholson and Cuckoo's Nest, but it's like I'm not a mad one. I mean, but um, but I, I mean, it wasn't he. You hear it's much like the last one where you hear "Loser Leaves Town," like you're expecting a big thing, and then flaming tables. I'm like, fuck me, man, they're actually. I mean, I've seen some shit in ECW, but flaming tables. I mean, that sounds like fucking. If you hear that on a radio spot or you see that in a fucking back of the, fucking USA today I'm like, i might fucking, I to watch this where the fuck is this shit and I'm like the one thing that you don't want in a Flaming Tables tag match is for the, the finish to feel anticlimactic and somehow it did I'm like, I, don't- I don't understand how that's possible but it genuinely felt anticlimactic and I'm like I don't I didn't understand how that's even possible but um but I mean, can I another can I, I think Balls Mahoney was I'm pretty sure he was just coming in. I think he was maybe like a, a really, really low in the card guy when I was not watching. So I think I've heard, I certainly can't remember too much about him. I've heard about him.
1: See, he 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 would have been about because it was at the same sort of time as Axel versus Ian. Aye, well, because I
2: think he was the one
1: and got- he was he was the one that stopped the 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 thing between the two of them.
2: Aye and he was coming in at that time as they too were getting phased out, naturally. Um, but I mean, it's certainly not somebody that's not my. He's kind of like, it seems as if he's like the 2000 version of Hack Myers, especially when they're like, balls, balls. It's like, he seems to be the new Hack. But um, I, I must admit, see looking at him? It just looks as if you would see him at like a grunge gig. Yeah. Like, nae offence, Lacey. One of your fucking things that you voting I can see him Hanging about with you Can I You look at him They've got a bit of plaid on They're a bit unkempt There's a bit of a smell in there And you don't know If it's coming for him He's like One of your types And um, I'm like You you'd look at him He's not going to be A good wrestler But he's actually no bad He's better than you think He would be looking at him And um, it, As soon as they started Getting into the crowd I'm like Oh shit man I could easily fast forward this for like fifth but it didn't go that long so it wasn't that bad but um but i um as much as it kind of started off good the, the big steps in the middle of this have both under for me the loser leaves last time and then the flaming tables i don't know it just didn't it didn't really deliver for me if i'm being honest
1: the, <clears throat> the thing with flaming tables obviously if you think back to when you were still um of this parish originally the only people that would do it was Dudleys, and the Dudleys would do it sparingly as a massive fuck you to someone. It was never a stip for a match. It was like the mega payoff of oh, oh, the Dudleys are really going to show someone that they're going to fuck them up. I, th- I think the, the issue of it being a stipulation, you know you're going to see it. I think The thing with a flaming table is if you don't know you're getting it, then you see it, it's like, oh, fuck. But because you know someone is going to get put for a flaming table.
2: You may have summed that up perfectly, actually.
1: The thing is, it's like when you watch a Fed tables match, if you go back to the Rumble this year, obviously you had the Dudleys versus um, the Hardys in a tables match. And for the Fed to someone to go through a table, is a big thing. But you knew that there were going to be two table bumps at least in a match, so it it takes away from the impact of it because you know it's coming.
2: I think the best way you summed it up is like when you know it's coming, it's less of a it's less of a climax. You Not know I mean when it's like. Unexpected, which it used to be back in the day when these things were just kind of coming in and filling. It's a very good point you make. I think you've actually summed it up for it. So that's probably how I'd feel about an anti climate because you're expecting it, and because it's ECW, you're expecting it to be this big. You can't just have one table, and you can't just have a wee flame. That's why they pushed the two bottles in the in the, the would you call it like a few lighter fluid on the tables, and then it's like built up that much. And then, oh, he's through it. Like, that's a night night every day. It's, uh, it, it just I don't know It just Kind of left me a bit Left me a bit It was more a sigh Than a shout You know what I mean And there's mm. nothing worse Than the air Just getting out of a crowd At a finish But um, the, the The crowd were better Than I was I mean they seem to be Into it And obviously It's it's hit and miss When you go into The full walk and brawl Situation Because obviously There's 5-10% Of that crowd Fucking loving it Because they can smell them And they can see them And they can touch them And it's brilliant another 80%, 90% of the crowd, as we heard on the show, like, we can't see shit, we can't see shit. Yeah. Kind of sums it up. And then when you're watching it in tape, it's even worse, I mean, because obviously you can't really see shit because it's hard for the camera boys to work it when you're not talking like a 16 camera setup as you would maybe have up north or down south. You've only got one wee boy trying to run round to catch it. So we can't see shit. Plus we're not near them. Plus we can't feel it. It's 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 difficult to get, and it's one of the matches where it probably comes across better to the crowd than it does to the to the viewer. But yeah, uh, but I it was certainly still a disappointment for me. I must admit.
1: So talking about people being surrounded by fire, we then see the sinister minister, obviously a promo taped well before him playing mm-hmm. around with the fireballs, <laughs> giving thanks with a flaming table with Mikey on that. I think it also does not help (laughs) with, oh, we've just had this big thing of someone being put for a flaming table. Oh, yeah, but Mikey Whitbrook's just sat on one
2: with an apple in his gob. Hindsight and context are magnificent things, isn't it?
1: Exactly. So we then get our TV title match for the evening. Rhino going against New Jack. New
2: Jack, New Jack. Am I like the one person in the world that fucking loves this guy? Oh, we
1: all love New Jack. <laughs> Everyone on here loves him. <laughs> we, we know what he does. <laughs> so, Rhino starts the match by literally lobbing every chair that's over in ringside into the ring. As New Jack comes out with a trolley full of toys, New Jack does New Jack using a football helmet, pool cue, bike chain, road sign. They brawl onto the outside. Rhino gets the advantage, that is until New Jack hits a ball shot with a pull cue. Rhino hits a Larry that gets a two, then New Jack with a bin but hits the ref, gets out a stapler and uses that against the second ref that comes out and he just keeps beating the shit out of him. Rhino slam, then goes up top but misses the splash. New Jack with a guitar but Rhino no sells the fuck out of it. And just goes in for a table for the whim. New Jack does New Jack. yet Rhino comes out of this looking like a fucking animal.
2: I was convinced this was the moment. Les obviously I've not watched in a couple of years, so you might well make me feel slightly better and tell me that New Jack's a triple crown winner and he's won this gold and that gold and he's been amazing. But I genuinely thought I was going to see my man win a belt the night and it didn't hurt on man. I was gutted. But um But no, I I love this. I don't know, it's probably just because I'm fucking ridiculously biased for New Jack Hardcore, but um, I just, I thought it was really good, man. New Jack was brilliant. It was nice to see, because, I mean, back in the day, you would always see him, I mean, he's never been shy in telling anybody. He quite likes a bit of the old Ching, and he's usually hyper getting into matches, but it was almost as if like rhino being young and big he was kind of like the hyper one and new jack was like the kind of calm one which if anything made new jack even scarier like yeah. I'm new jack is like Fuck's sake, man, that's even worse and it's like just see you know, there wasn't really much different in this as there was in the last one For it's like brawling and there's weapons it, it's kind of similar fair as you get in ecw and you have done for like the last five six years but it just felt really good the the thing that killed it for me at the end that second ref man the selling and that i went new jack's gonna fuck you up mate if you keep selling like this uh, yeah. i was like as, as soon as that went on i went, like oh fuck, are they dressing this up as jack's going to get distracted and rhino's just going to make a comeback here and then the guitar goes off they'd filled that i don't know what it was like talcum powder or something but it looks as if it's like a smoking guitar And Rhino just comes out of the smoke. It's like fucking stars in your eyes, man. It's like tonight, Matthew. I'm gonna kill you. And tonight, Matthew, I'm gonna die. And I, I was just, it was just, it killed me at the end. My friend Jack didn't win. I'm like Rhino did look like an absolute beast, and you can just tell that they're building him, man. But I was, I just wanted my boy to win, and he didn't, and I was just fucking gutted, man.
1: I, I feel your pain. Um, Rhino's obviously never ever had the tag belt. He's never had a single belt. Um, the thing is, though, with Rhino, he's one of those who most people don't get a lot of shit on him. You know, he he pretty much just mauls and destroys. Even but, when he's against like that, top it, guys it, like RBD and stuff. Wow. So the fact that New Jack
3: so, got but, in as but, much
1: as he does, just is impressive that obviously Rhino was like, "Yeah, that's fine. You can hit me with all your usual shit," but it just it boosts Rhino more to that sort of "Oh my fuck" level of Rhino.
2: But no, it was good, man. As I say, especially the turn they see in Jack is like the calm one, and seeing him when they're a younger, kind of more hyper man. It's, it was a I, 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 I think you could put. New Jack in there With the broomstick And I would enjoy that Maybe not the same way As you would with it flare in the 80s But that's my equivalent For New Jacks I just love seeing them It was good man I was just gutted That you never won at the end But now that you explain About how they're building Rhino It makes sense But um, the two of them I've got I've got so much High hopes for Rhino And this is the first I've really seen him I mean he just looks Like money And um, New Jack's Just New Jack And I'll be Never changes And dare I say I think it would be evolutionarily impossible for him to change and we should all be thankful for that.
1: You, my, only, my only problem is obviously with WCW being sold to the Fed by the looks of it if ECW does
2: fall he ain't going to turn up in the Fed is he? Aye. He's fucking made for PG mate. got one yeah. Sunday night heat. <laughs> they did say it and then they thought. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to need to open a fucking edit and stuff like that that does the pixels man they'll need to pay him double time <laughs> that would be fun
1: so we get a promo in the back where carino is in sandman's locker room and is fucking around with his budweiser's so they get into a brawl we then see our tag team title match of the FBI going against the Unholy Alliance of Mikey and Tajiri. So, obviously, this is a very different FBI from...
2: Well, uh, with JT Smith. <laughs> I always want some fucking Dean Martin. But as I heard the music, I'm like, fucking yes, lads, let's have a fucking beer. And fucking JT's nowhere to be seen.
1: No JT, no Tracy Smothers. It's a oh. very, very different FBI now. Got it, mate, got it. So, the match starts with Tony and Mikey doing some chain wrestling, a few roll ups, and Mikey in with a Tilt the Worlds side slam, and then one onto Guido. Tajiri in with a double flapjack, gutbuster and double low drop kicks. Guido does the test of strength, then into some chain wrestling. Tajiri hits him with a stiff kick to the fucking skull. Mikey hits a double stun gun and a low guillotine drop kick. Then that's followed by double head kicks to the chairs to Guido. They then drop Tony on the railing and smash Guido into the table. Mikey manages to get crotched, and the FBI go up top to do a double team move, but Mikey turns it into a double whippersnapper. At this point, Sally comes in and splashes Tony by accident. We see Mikey's shoulder is fucked the ref calling for medics to come out and they actually collar and board him. Tajiri misses Tony and kicks Guido. The FBI getting the advantage two on one with Guido hitting the armbar into Sicilian Crab and Camel Clutch combo. And then we see our boy Super Crazy coming out to make the even up. He comes in with double drop kicks and a monkey flip, the 10 punch spot onto Guido, the three step moonsault onto Tony. Tajiri hits a massive head kick to Guido. Super Crazy it hits a launched X Factor and they hit Tree of way drop kicks. A chair to Guido and a chair drop kick. Guido with an arm bar again and Tony in with an arm suplex and arm bar of his own. Guido hits a Sicilian slice for a two. Tajiri again with head kicks and a double handspring back elbow. At this point, Sally. And super crazy are scrapping to the outside, and super crazy hits a massive fuck off moonsault from the back from the barrier through onto Sally. Back in the ring, Tajiri gets caught whilst doing a tarantula. So Guido hits a hangman bulldog for the win. I like this. This was going really well with obviously Mikey and Tajiri. Shame that he looks as though he's done something. Fair, we Tim' him later on in the month on TV, and it's it's precautionary at the time, but it looked like he'd really fucked himself up. Adding crazy into it, I'm all for that. I like this.
2: It was far better than it had any right to be. To be honest,ly um, as soon as it came out, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey Rick? Know how there's that hang about aging like a fine wine?
1: Yeah,
2: Mikey is no fine wine. <laughs> and I mean, I think he's like fucking. I think the first time I seen Mikey he was like fifteen. I think he's like fucking nineteen now. And he's like, he looks like fucking me, and I am no oil painting. I was I mean, gonna say, he's he's, no,
1: if he was from around your way, he'd definitely be on the MD twenty twenties.
2: And I, I mean, he's getting fucking. He's getting mad dog oil. I mean, he's. I don't know. He, he's not looking well. But um, as soon as he started wrestling, I'm like, fuck it. Somebody's taught Mikey to wrestle. Look, you see, then, then you run through there. Mikey Whitbreck chain wrestles. And I didn't even smile. I'm like, no, he did. He actually wrestled. Um, so as much as he looks like shit, he's uh, so much better like, in the ring than, uh, than I've ever seen him, and I never thought he would be. So as soon as he committed to start, I didn't know the wee boy. The, what is it, Yo- Yoshi? Yoshi and
1: Jerry, Yeah.
2: He's good. How? How him and especially Super Crazy are still here? I don't know, man. Because um, Worcesterface, face? I can't remember what they call them now. Is it the Radicals or something? I think they call them the. Yeah. They've all fucked off at Atlanta. I think uh, Jericho did he not go last year to Atlanta? Yeah so look at that for a whole in WCW but you still get this uh, Yoshi boy and uh, Super Crazy here I'm like how are they you know in WCW I mean I don't know, have they done anything with them What like, single wise or-
1: Um all of most of last year and the beginning of this year they had a massive feud between those two and oh, I, they were, and that they that were they, doing absolutely that amazing that matches together I
2: am I'm, I'm <coughs> as much as, well, I've seen RVD and the uh the hype video like halfway through this am like, how the fuck have they still go him obviously like looking at his pay packets and how much he's no actually getting they might not have him for long but how is he still here how are these two still here i'm like fair play to them that they've managed to keep these boys kind of on the roster but um for mikey coming out and just looking as he did at the start no knowing the tajiri boy like the fbi just quite no having JT Smith was, uh, I've just did not have high hopes for this at all and it was so good man, I really enjoyed it, the bit in the middle with the double chair spot I thought was brilliant, it's a wee bit of a shame when you kind of see Guido holding them when I think he could They get away with just letting them sit in between the ropes and the apron but I've yeah. never seen then straight out of the apron, Mikey in the double uh, the double whip and break off the the top Sal going out with super crazy Kinda of didn't really make much sense. It was a bit like, oh, we kind of see shit again. But then you see Super Crazy do that fucking mental moonsault and I'm like, fair play, that was worth it. And then you get the ending where Tajiri's kind of left his cell, and that makes sense because Super Crazy was outside, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, again, I think it's kind of when you go into these and you don't have the. It's like, the same as i've been disappointed wrote the two before new jack when you had the big expectation it was a leaves town and then flaming tables you go into it expecting something special and then when you don't really get it it's disappointing and that's into i think oh it's just going to be another tag match that turned out brilliant it's just the ccw earth when you just the, it's as if when you go in with the least expectations you come up with the most delivery which is what they've always been good at in this company i just thought this was really really good it's it
1: it's one of those obviously when me and Yelly were speaking about it last month and the mob folks we, we'd had about three or four matches between these between the Mikey and Tajiri and FBI. So, and they've always been fucking amazing. But yeah. it was one of those of ECW doing what ECW does
2: go to the well Getting time it. and time again. Getting the most out of the least, I huh?
1: Yeah. And, but this was just like, fuck me you've had an injury and then you've managed to just, instead of just going, oh fuck, what the fuck do we do? Fuck it, send Super Crazy out, get him out of there, go nuts. Mm -hmm. And you can tell all of that was fucking clearly done on the fly because the the way that they reacted to Mikey being hurt was a, that's legit oh shit moment because obviously we've seen it when the fake injury or that happens. You can tell the difference. And yeah. That was definitely one of those of like. Go go make chicken shit out of chicken salad. Just go nuts. And they fucking did. So. We go into our main event. Which for that I am going to explain the rules. Because it's our first ever double jeopardy match. So. What that is. Is there are two matches going on at the same time. In the same ring. The winner of those matches then goes against each other to then determine who is the world champion. Match one being Sandman versus Carino, match two Lynn versus Justin and as such winner of both of those wins the title. So we open with Lin and Justin coming out and they go at it as Sandman doesn't come out to start. We see a chop battle and pin combos for twos. Carino then gets involved with an elbow to Lynn. Justin then takes charge and double team on Lynn. Then Justin and Carino go after Lin and double team him. They exchange headbutts and punches. And then we hear the dulcet tones of Metallica. Justin continues to beat down Lynn more. Lynn is busted open and Justin chokes Lynn as we still are waiting for Sandman to actually make it to the ring as he's doing his usual wandering through the crowd and drinking. Can't blame him, really. And having a last pre-game fag. Sandman.
2: Sick. I was watching a classic point.
1: Yeah. Sandman finally gets into the ring and canes the fuck out of Lynn and Justin. Carino slaps his beer away. Big mistake. And as such, gets gained. As does Jack Victory. Lin and Justin then attack Sandman. Lin hits a Tornado DDT to Carino. Sandman with a guillotine leg drop on Carino. Justin hits a sidewalk slam on Lin, which gets a 2. We see another chop battle. Sandman grabs a ladder. And everyone is finally all in the ring at the same time. Carino is then whipped into the ladder. Justin follows, as does Lin. Sandman then clears the ring, and Lynn and Justin suplex each other onto the ladder that gets a two. Sandman hits a senton onto the ladder for a two count. Lynn and Justin are brawling onto the outside and Sandman beats on Justin into the ring, hits a bulldog on the ladder. Lynn hits chair shot to Carino. Lynn and Sandman then go at it. A railing is then brought into the ring. Sandman suplexes Incredible, through the railing, gets a two. Everyone's then back into the ring, and Lin hits a That's Incredible that gets a two. Sandman Kane's Carino. Lin then canes Sandman, and we get dueling super kicks. The white Russian leg sweep is reversed into Old school's Expulsion. At the very same time, Justin hits a That's Incredible, and we get simultaneous free counts. At that point, I am going to take a pause. What do you think of
2: the beginning part of this match and the way that it's set up? The way that you word that got <clears throat> take firstly in the negative way. Ace, what did I think of the start of the match? Fucking shit. Because see hearing the rules and hearing the idea and the stipulation and the gimmick of this match, I was like, if anybody can do this, ECW can do it. And I was actually see like the setup at the start but like the two refs, the two matches. I'm like, this could be fucking brilliant I'm like, as much as it is a bit confused It's kind of like watching your first rumble or something like that. I mean, when you hear them get through the rules I'm like, what the? F- what are they talk about? I was so excited about this And the fact that they only had to 3 of them to start When Carino gets involved I'm like, this is, this is just a fucking What is this? Because it's not a triple threat It's not a three-way dance It's certainly not a double jeopardy Because they're only three of them out I'm like, is this legit? Is Sandman, has Fillington done something backstage, a la kind of sinister minister, as something went wrong? And the way that it was even announced at the start, it wasn't explained to the crowd about the rules of the match. I'm like, this should have been so good. It's like that. The same. Like, what? What is it like? Too, too many chiefs and no enough Indians. It's like yeah. the opposite in ECW, but it's like there isn't enough chiefs. Like they need some fucking chiefs here. They need fucking somebody to tell them what today like can you imagine this with like a couple of i don't want to build it up too much but can you imagine this with like a part Patterson lace where it's actually mapped to and like the two matches are going on it'd be similar it's something that i don't really like but see when you get triple threats or three-way dances and they just throw mm. one and it's like a one-on-one and then somebody else comes in and they throw another one out. i don't like it but and this, it would really work, so you don't take too much of the focus off the match. You can have two of them going at it and two of them resting, another two picking it up, and then they two rest. It could have been brilliant, and the fact that they kind of shot the bed on this really gutted me. But the as soon as they got in, having the four of them, and as soon as they worked it out, what was hard, it, it was almost as if the four of them were just learning the rules at the same time as us. Yeah. And it out, which was just gutting, because it's kind of like... I mean, I said about Pat and the Rumble and things. Can you imagine watching the Rumble, but for the first quarter or 20 minutes, they're all trying to pin each other? Or if you're watching, like, a war games, and for, like, the first half of it, they're just trying to, let like, escape the cage or something. It's like, fucking know your rules, and know the fucking... Know your rules and know your rules. That's going to be my catchphrase for this, because they fucking didn't, And it could have been brilliant, and they fucking shot the bed, and I was raiding. But when it did get going... It did work, man. I think there's something in this gimmick when the, if they just let this breathe in the gear. I mean, I suppose it's difficult where a match like this where you don't want to do it too much or it just nullifies the step. But a couple of goes around with this, I think this could be something, something special, man. I think this is brilliant. See if you can get two blood feuds and a belt involved and have this. <laughs> ideally, we like. Four people that have got a story together, which you might well tell me that these four have, I don't know because that's my fault because I'm a bad fan. But if they could have four people it's intertwined, i.e., I'm thinking the fly here, but say Soham Willick. I don't know if the Hart Foundation split up in 97 mm. or if the Generation X split up in 99 or uh, like the nation, like whenever the nation imploded, or like the horsemen imploded. Well, if you had four people that were all intertwined together and had a match like this, it, on paper, this should be brilliant. It shouldn't it work because it's fucking batshit crazy. But in a company like this, it should work because of the mind of Polly. But Polly's obviously got enough. He's hassle going on at the minute and it kind of shows in this. But I think this idea has maybe came up when they thought they had TV and by the time mm. it came to actually Matt out and booting it, he's been in fucking Los Angeles, you I mean and it's like they've just left the four of them to work it out themselves and it was just a cluster but yeah. paper, as I say it could have been amazing but it did pick up, but as you see the start of the match it was, it was pretty it was pretty slow, pretty poor but um, it certainly picked up though
1: See the thing with this is obviously, um, obviously Justin and Lynn there's a connection there because Lynn took the title off Justin last month Yes. Justin and Carino have a little bit because Carino nearly beat him a couple of times before Lynn finally got the win and got the title. Right. Sandman has literally just been chucked in for the sake of Sandman. Right. You know, the the incident backstage earlier is pretty much all we've had of anything between Sandman and Carino. So. So. Yeah, you know, it's one of those of like it just putting salmon into it was just a bit of a weird one, and but the other three, it makes sense that those three would be intertwined because they've all been going for the belt, or one of them was the champ. The thing that got me is at the point when the the two pin counts were taken, you can audibly hear the crowd start shouting bullshit. Aye which is never a fucking good sign in ECW.
2: As soon as the hand went down on the three, I was like, this is really good. That's a brilliant way to end that. And then you hear the crowd, I'm like, oh, they didn't. They wanted Jerry Lennon's hand, didn't they? And uh, aye, that didn't quite happen. But um, but no, I definitely, I, I stand by the step. I think it just needs, if you kind of get a part pass, at least fucking map out some that you know mm. what are doing, which they obviously did do it an extent with a double pinfall, but um but I will move on. We'll move on. Let's there at least.
1: So we go into quote unquote, the match beyond if we're going back to a <laughs> war games. So punches from Carino who gets the advantage and hits Bionic elbows, get a two. Justin with a backdrop to Carino to the floor. Lynn attacks Carino and puts him back in the ring. Chops by Justin. Justin then manages to go to the floor, but Sandman hits a white Russian leg sweep into the railings. The tables then in, and we then see another chop battle. Justin with a nut shot, a double shoulder block, and both men are down. Corino with a Northern Lights through the table that gets a two. Francine comes in, but eats the super kick because Justin pushes her in the way. We see old school expulsion that gets a two. More chops, and Justin hits a super kick for a two. A cane shot. Carino then hits the second old school expulsion, but Dawn Marie comes in and hits a low blow. Victory comes in, and Dawn low blows him. Justin with a cane shot to Carino. Carino then hits a super kick and gets the win. Steve Carino is your new champion. Post match. Lynn hands the belt to Carino, then slaps him. For me, this was it was a two part two part match. I for the joy that I got that Carino has finally won the belt because so to explain a bit about Carino, again, because obviously you wouldn't have seen it. He came in at the back end of last year as a smarmy manager. Manager, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and just smarmy, just a little shit that you just wanted him to get his fucking head slapped in. He had his whole thing with Fred Durst, where he went on in onto a Limb Biscuit show and shoot and sort of mouthed off of at Fred Durst and said he, he should be playing fucking Nude kids on the block and Britney Spears. He then was in the whole. ECW versus the network TV thing they were doing on the side of the network. He then sort of middle of the year summary time. He then flipped to go against the network, and since then has just grown as as this guy that the fans have just fucking they've gone from absolute hate
2: to oh my god love. So you and could this t- been a uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. You had that there. I do. Well played.
1: <laughs> um, the thing is, obviously, at the beginning of the year he was having a match against Dusty Rhodes for fuck's sake, and he—it's just like for him to finally get the belt is great, but in such a damp squibby type of match, it's like yeah, he got it cleanly at the end, but. How I would have done it is I would have still had the two matches, and then have the winner go against each other in a separate match
2: afterwards. Not do the all four of them in at the same time. Kind of similar, more not really similar, but more similar. to like the first pay per view for it's like the Chapel threat and then the one on one to close. Yeah, it. that's right.
1: But it was it was a it was a massive clusterfuck, but it was it was an enjoyable clusterfuck.
2: Yeah,
1: as we both said, at the beginning part. If only they'd have had someone who would have mapped it out better,
2: or you know, at least give it a bit more direction. I mean, I'm not even talking with like Savage Steamboat. Place. I just need they needed it. It was legit as if they were finding out the rules at the same time as us, and it came across that way. Well, the announcement where well, they only announced three of them, and then Sandman doesn't came out, and then they're, why would? From a, I mean I'm like Mr fucking kayfabe But why does Carino get involved With other two to start with Because it makes no sense for him yeah. And Iron Man comes out And I, I mean if they just a Even just a bit of booting in this I'd, I'd still stand by The step, man. I think the step's got legs Where they could make something Out of this and with what you're saying There I mean it's very there that you get Four intertwining characters but what you're telling me There is three in this so, I mean, there's certainly legs for it to be kind of made out like that, and that even explains to an extent the, the delayed arrival of the Sandman. But it's what we well, was kind of thrown in at the last minute, so he would be more nonchalant, where he wouldn't have really mm. been that bothered. And um, I mean, it's I, I'm just I'm gutted at this being like the first and it being so innovative for just what this company was built on was innovation, and we've seen what's happened kind of up north. We've seen what's happened down south in the last couple of years where it's almost as if the ideas of this company have just been ripped from them and putting onto a big screen. Yeah. Um, like the, the fact that they're still able to come up with these things, but then just shit the bed with it, it's just gutting man. But um but no I did I did like it and it, it, as much as I don't know much about um Jerry Lynn, he's certainly in ring, he's better than I was in the mic, I'll give him that. Sandman, as much as he's still Sandman, he looks in fucking decent nick Who when I last seen him, he's got fucking guns on him. He's looking well built, considering he fucking lives on Budweiser. Um, he's looking well. I mean, the two of them done all right. Carino and and well, I'll call him PJ Palacco because that's all I know him as. I don't know Justin Credible yet, but um they two look like stars man i don't know how young they are or how much they've been kind of wrestling they're certainly new to me but the two of them just look like you know that feeling that you go when you've seen steve austin turn up yeah and like stunning steven his long hair and like you're no kidding anybody mate you're just fucking a big rough cunt that's just why you have a fight and then you see that kind of devolve into like ecw and then you see them with like the the tot in WCW, then Paul, he brought it out mayor and then you see, obviously, what he's done in the last couple of years. It's kind of like that that amoeba stage, that kind of nucleus stage, where you just know that they're going to transform into some. I don't know where it'll be, and I've maybe kind of tarred them with their own brush and using Steve Austin as the example, but it was the first one that came to mind. You just see a bit of a, a rough diamond there at the yeah. minute, and it's just how they, how they carve that out. The two of them just look like stars, man.
1: And of course, not to gloss over it, but another one of the uh, people that you would have known on this show, Francine getting involved.
2: (laughs) Francine was wearing a thong. I've never seen that, Alice.
1: That's pretty much much normal.
2: Does does she own trousers? Does she own a skirt? Does she she own anything that isn't a see through kind of negligee and a thong? That's all I've ever seen her in.
1: Occasionally she she wears, you know, Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes or, or a
2: tiny mini skirt, but um, but no, it's, it's nice to see Franny still being Franny.
1: <laughs> so, overall, as your first jump back into ECW in, in, a, in a few years, and obviously on a very, very changed ECW roster,
2: mm. it, was we, actually, it was actually all right, I must admit. Um There was some high points in it. Obviously, New Jack, the the stipulation in the main event, I was really excited about it, didn't it really deliver, to be fair. But, um, I mean, the the first thing that that sprung out to me, as much as he may well now be my modern-day hero, what the fuck happened to Joel Gertner? The last time I seen Joel Gertner, he was like a wee boy coming out with his dad's tuxedo and trying to be a ring announcer. And it's like, now he's turned into just the creepy uncle that comes out of your house at Christmas and tries to touch up your like, wee lassie. Know what I mean, he's like he's just turned into this fucking pedo. And like, I, I, some of this stuff, like, the turned around in the rosters, obviously there to see, but um, they're still trying, man. And I mean, with everything that's been in the news, and it's certainly not been shy in news this year, they're still trying, man. They're still the wee engine that could maybe not for long, but they're still trying. They're bringing in new folk. They like Credible. They like Carino. I mean, to Yoshi Tajiri. I mean, there's there's so many young, promising guys in this roster. They're still running through brick walls, and they always did for this company and for, for Paul. But if anything, it's even more impressive these days, the fact that half of them is not even getting fucking paid. Yeah. They're still charging through brick walls And they're still Selling at arenas But they've went through selling at arenas With like five, six hundred To like five, six thousand And it's just It, it brings a tear your eye man, the way that they're still going And you've still got New Jack there You've got I mean Everything that you used to love about ECW Is still there For what we've lost in Bueller Or Kimona We've got in Jasmine and Don Marie You've still got the the promos especially when you go into like the TVs for the month and I mean God love them they're promoting TVs that they can't even get on a network and it's still some of the most innovative TV you'll see I mean I it's it, it is a bit of a bomb scare when you look at it feel at like the music video point of view like they don't have rights they don't kind of pay their talent I mean you, you wouldn't really be touching it if you were a big conglomerate I mean it's not as if they're going to be getting bought over with AOL or Time Warner not, I mean yeah but there's so much potential there man and it's it's just a sin to see them in that state behind the scenes because on screen they're still fucking trying their best to kill it and uh latter always in some stages particularly mr young but um they've still got they've still got everything that that we loved about them five years ago and they could still i i I know I drink the Kool-Aid, I know I'm just overly optimistic and ever the optimist and just fucking I say optimist, other folk would just say ignorant, but they just they could make a go with this man. And it's it's a bit like what I was talking about earlier on with super crazy and how's he knowing WCW will look at cruiserweights. Super crazy looks as if he's maybe a wee bit big to be a cruiserweight lace, but he's not quite big enough to be a heavyweight. It's kind of similar with ECW, where they're too big to be wee, and they're too wee to be big. They've kind of got that niche carved out for their sale, where they're comfortable, and it's not really a company or a philosophy that can get by in a comfort zone. It's like, they need some and I don't know where it is. And it's just, as a one-off show, there's high points, there's low points, but it's ECW, you're going to get that. You're never going to get a a five-star classic, start to finish. But you're always going to get some. You're going to get a nugget in there, and it's going to be worth putting your time and your investment in. And I'm just, I still love this company so much, and I, I just want them to do well. I want them to get a network. I want Paul to come back from LA saying, "Guys, I'm fucking sorry, but I've done it. I've managed to get us some. It doesn't matter what network it's on. As long as they're alive, I'm happy." Yeah, it's just they're still they're still there, man. They're still alive. They're still kicking, and long may it, long may it continue.
1: It's, uh, it's one of those of, like they are they are still the little engine that could. It's just one of those of, you just just want anything now. You just, it's been like a couple of months where there's just been no news on TV, and it's just like just just something just just take like fucking any offer even if it's like espn2 or fx or whatever just take an offer and just do it don't be usa or bust or anything like that
2: they're fucking blowing their fingers off lace yeah fucking break man.
1: (laughs) so for me this is one of the best pay-per-views of the year is you know other than the the Nova Chetty match which it just took me out of it with how much there was times of oh we need need to go into this spot or into that spot and
2: stand there stand over there not one two three
1: go yeah you know pretty much the rest of this is is what we come to love about ECW it's just over two and a half hours it flies by. It's a, It's one that I think mean, everyone needs to watch. Um, so we will quickly run through uh, the highlights of the TV post-pay-per-view. Um, we do see the backstage scenes of Sinister Minister getting helped into the ambulance after his uh, little accident. The FBI make out that they've chopped off the finger. We hear that Roadkill and Doring uh, will be going against the FBI for the World Tag Team Titles at the next pay-per-view. Carino cuts a promo about everyone wanting his belt and how everyone is his enemy. We see that Cyrus, as no longer working with the network, is helping Carino, or helping Lynn get his belt back with mischievous, devious techniques. And... We also see that Justin still wants to get his belt back, because if he doesn't get his belt back, he's getting none of Francine. And in the last bit that I did want to speak about is the FBI attacked Roadkill and Doring post-match and cut off Roadkill's beard and Doring's hair. How low can you get? Cutting an Amish man's beard. Just disgraceful behaviour. So that is pretty much it for this month. Del, it has
2: been an absolute fucking pleasure having you back I'm sure, on. I'm sure it has, Lace, but I mean there's only one way that we can end this, Lace. We will end it as we started. Well, well, well. Backed by popular demand after three fucking years. Like, all of my six or seven fans I've been reduced to tears, thinking of the ECW girl's deepest, darkest fears as a Scottish foreign object rips their blood-soaked rears. I have been your quintessential stud muffin. Dell. I'm sorry I'm not from England, but if your mother is one-fingered, I'll give her a nasty stinger, and then I'm never going to ring her. Muir. I'm so happy
1: I've been back, please.
2: Oh th-
1: this needs to happen
2: again. <laughs> well fucking I... tell Polly, sort of fucking deal. <laughs> Fuck fucking <yes>. sort that.
1: <laughs> so as always, um uh, Fed show uh, for November is Survivor Series. Um WCW. I don't even know what fucking show WCW is, but it's probably a giant clusterfuck. We all know where they are at the minute. Um, as always, do rate, share, and follow on Facebook and Twitter and on iTunes and every other podcast-related service. Mister Muir, you you are you are the one that you know only you can swear at the level that I do. And,
2: We're keeping score at home. I do believe I won that contest by a significant margin. Oh, fuck. St. cunt, bastard. <laughs> poor
1: show, <Joe>, poor show, <laughs> You've been outshined. I'll have, to, I'll have to get my game face back on next month. <laughs> and start writing poems. Exactly, because that, that was. Chef's kiss level of of greatness. i
2: would be proud, I believe.
1: (laughs) So, until next month, we bid you adieu.
2: Bollocks.
4: The devil in the mirror. Fuck, fuck, lights out. Cause when I grab my sword off, niggas is all the hot. your motherfucking flesh. Tense your fucking heart out your chest. See a put to let the hammer go click on my tech 9. So if you try to wrap my fool at your bedtime, feel the blast from a hunky bomber. If a red aim at your head, like your name was Sarah O'Connor. Capitation, I ain't hesitating to put you in a funeral home with a bullet in your dome. I'm hot. You got a problem, I got a problem solver And his name is La It's like a deadly game of freeze tag You with the 44 mag and you're frozen inside a body bag Nobody iller than this graveyard villa Caspilla, cause I'm a natural born killer Terror illustrates my error Now I can't hang around my mama cause I the baddest motherfucker yeah, It feels like I'm busting enough When I open you up Cause your body is exposed to the midnight mist All week motherfuckers give my ring a kiss Cause I'm giving dirt now. Coming with that ass wax To make your lungs collapse. Perhaps you never sleep Cause every time you don't You catch bros to the motherfucking nose Ain't see the sun in 66 days Let me count the ways in a fucked up maze. They like can see us down with OJ So fuck how you're living I'm the cycle-driven unforgiving murderer It's organic Don't panic God damn it Can't stand it Schizophrenic So fuck Jolly Manson Snatch him out Terrified screams for the strings A strict nine, nothing on any motherfucker Trying to trick mine Cause both motherfuckers want to violate Now they're stiff and cold And their pupils won't dilate So much pain my brain headache I can hear it from the break He stepped in a single door Got his ass whipped with 20 lashes Like they do up in Singapore So I'ma pull a fucking deadly dog Now it's suicidal Just like a run Top tick, top tick, it's the fucking six squad, on the murder and shit, keeping niggas in order, making their life shorter, ready to slaughter, but to be a life ain't worth a quarter or a dime, First one's got my mind, hallucinating, ain't no debating, I'm creating an escape route to be out without a doubt, Scot free. so don't even think about trying to stop me, I can't wait, I'm out the gate, on the gorilla, I am